Kenner. It's the Star Wars mini action figure collector's case. Action figures sold separately. The collector's case holds 24 Star Wars action figures, like Stormtrooper, R5-D4, and Snaggletooth. It comes with two plastic trays to keep them in. Or you can turn the trays over and display all your figures in action poses. You can pack up Star Wars action figures and take them with you. The Star Wars mini action figure collector's case. Action figures each sold separately from Kenner. Will you get on with it? Okay, okay. Welcome to Galaxy of Toys podcast, the discussion about Star Wars toys of the past, present, and future. This is our 10th episode. My name is Jason, and joining me tonight from IGrewUpStarWars.com, OT Curmudgeon, Tom. Hello, Howdy, Tom. everybody in podcast land. How are you doing Greetings. today? Greetings. Tonight? I'm doing good. Good. Very good. Next, from JediBusiness.com, we have Chris, a.k.a. Chris B. How are you, Chris? What's up? Doing good. How you doing? Not bad. Good. good. All right. From Bendoms to the Black Series, he collects <laughs> them all. Welcome back to the show, Ryan. Hey, Ryan. Hey. Glad you could drop by tonight. Yeah, thanks for having me. And finally tonight, joining us for the very first time from the Curdo Burns Collectors Cast, it's Dan Curdo. Hey, Dan. Hey, guys. How are you? Thanks for having Yay. me on. We're doing good. Hey, and uh, for fo- I'm, I'm assuming most folks listening to our podcast probably know who you are from your own podcast and all your various uh, projects. But uh, just in case, how do people find you? Uh, well, mostly I'm on Facebook because, you know, I'm one of those dorky kind of guys. Um but, uh, yeah, we do the, the Curdle Burns cast. We haven't had a lot of shows this year because uh, we've, we've had some stuff go on, you know, in real life. takes mm-hmm. over sometimes. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's this little show in Germany coming up that uh, half of our show has been planning behind the scenes that uh, just was announced last week. <laughs> Is that that huge cheese convention, Dan, you're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> well, there might be one of those, but... <laughs> Did you say beer convention? Beer uh, I, was, convention. I said cheese. Chris. Oh. Ah. You messed oh. up my you, – you ruined my joke, Chris. Thanks. Oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Damn. Well, we will, we'll have to get the other half of the Curdo Burns uh, collector's cast on at some point. We'd love to have Absolutely. James join us. How do you uh, – just curious, how do you sync up with him with such a large time difference? Uh, it is a challenge, uh, especially, you know, for, for myself. I'm like, – like you guys know we're doing this now – uh, 10 o'clock at night, my time, mm-hmm. uh, is usually when we record. So that's five hours ahead of me. So that's like three James's time. So it does make for a challenge, especially when we have Steve on, which is then three hours behind me. So, yeah, it's it's a nightmare. But we make it work. All right. And everyone listening, if you want to reach us at Galaxy of Toys, you can email us at galaxyoftoys at gmail.com. Or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash galaxyoftoys. So, let's see. It's been a couple weeks since we talked, uh, since we had our last podcast. There have been a couple of new things, not a whole lot, but the mission series have started to show up. Um, I think some other, uh, some other Saga Legends figures as well. Uh, Chris, you actually have the mission series figures in hand. Is that, is that right? Mm, I do. And what are your first thoughts about these figures? And and, and just tell everybody what, what, what the figures actually are. So the figures that came out, there are uh, four two-packs. Um, one had Darth Vader and a secret droid. One had the Utah Clone Trooper, the 212th Battalion, 
clone trooper with a tan battle droid. Another one had Anakin, episode 3 Anakin with a 501st trooper, and there was another two-pack which had Django, Fett, and a red battle droid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I like them. I, uh, it took a little bit to warm up to them, um, but I think they're sculpted quite nicely. Um, surprisingly, it didn't look that great on the, uh, the pictures I saw online at first, but I do like them. Um, I think some of the helmets might be a little bit too small in comparison to the body, yeah, but besides that, I, I do like them. I wish they would have given them wrist articulation, especially for the Jedi and the Sith, you know, when they're holding the lightsaber. Yeah, it feels, they do feel a little stiff. I mean, if we're, if you're used to the, the 14 points of articulation figures, of course, but I, I do like them. And they do have a weird Kenner-ish uh, feel to them, so, so it's a little odd. But I, overall, I do like them, and, uh, yeah, I, I can't wait for more original trilogy characters and see how those turn out. Okay. Hey, Dan, have you had a chance to look at, to look at any of these, uh, these figures yet in person? I haven't seen them in person yet. Uh, I've, I've just seen photos online. And, I mean, I know these are the less articulation, more geared towards kids line. And the character selection, of course, is mostly Episode 2 and Episode 3, because, you know, we were supposed to get those movies this year, and that never happened. Um, so it's I, I'm kind of curious to see what they're going to be like. They have big feet. They do? Okay. <laughs> they, have big they, feet. they stand nicely, you know. They don't fall over. So. Is there anything is there anything uh, repeated on these? Like, is the Battle Droid brand new as well, or is it the same... Saga Legends Battle Droid we've gotten as two packs in the past. That's what yeah, I'm that's thinking. exactly right. I think the it's basically a, a repaint of, and actually the, the red one is a nicely repainted one of the the movie Heroes version. I think that just came out last year. Mm. Um, I'll have to go back and compare them those side by side, but I think that's really what it is. I think uh, but, the know, assessment is what I've been hearing is that, you know, people weren't really convinced, but upon a closer inspection, they seem to be pretty decent and the sculpting is, is pretty good. And, you know, they're like, they're not bad. And that's like, is that the best you can say? Is that they're yeah. not bad? It's just, I mean, who am I kidding? I'm going to get them, you know, right. But, yeah. but still it's, it's kind of, and we will be getting more original trilogy characters in the future. Right. Yeah, so that's good. That's kind of what I'm looking forward to seeing uh, this this kind of stylistic uh, five points done with original trilogy characters. Yeah, I mean, I've been saying for a while on, on our show that I, I feel like as collectors we've been spoiled for the past several years with these super articulated soft goods, you know, really great all out sculpts. But I also happen to know that they're very expensive to produce. Yeah. yeah, I'm uh, I'm waiting until we go back to the sweet stench of vinyl, and then maybe I'll consider collecting again. Dude, that could be a really good website, thestenchofvinyl.com. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm going to share a little something with you. Uh, when I'm at Target, I don't go to the toy section anymore because I'm not into vintage. I mean, I'm not into uh, modern figures. I'll go into the uh, the bath section and uh, uh, sniff the vinyl uh, bath uh, bath screens. Just 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 for memory's sake. Is that is that weird? Now I I heard that the plastic they're using for these new uh, these new Saga Legend figures is supposed to be similar to the same kind of plastic they use for the vintage figures. I don't know where I heard that, but I is that true, Chris? I mean, looking at them, do you, do you get a similar feel? I have not smelled them yet. If that's what you're asking me. Oh. 
Okay. Do you snort? Do you snort your uh, figures, Chris, at all? Or you know, I actually talking about smell. I love smelling the vintage figures. Like to this day, I still love smelling those. But um, no, I you know I'm smelling the Django Fett right now, and he doesn't quite smell like one of the vintage figures. Where else? Where else can you find guys that talk about this stuff? Yet know exactly what you're talking about. Dan, you, Dan, you know we've what I'm talking it. about, right? We've all done it. The new toy smell. There ain't yeah. nothing like it, man. There's nothing exactly. like it. And something else that popped up since our last show was uh, Amazon.com started taking pre-orders for the Vintage Slave 1 and the TIE Interceptor. Uh, Vintage Slave 1 priced at, I think, $99 and TIE Interceptor at $50. Uh, Ryan, um, what do you think about the prices, and are, did you pre-order these yet? Uh, first, yes, I did. I pre-ordered both of them. Um, I just I love the boxes. I love vintage-style boxes. They do seem a little pricey, um, especially, I know, the Slave 1, a lot of people were complaining that, you know, a few years ago it was 110 for the Slave 1 plus a Jedi Starfighter plus four figures, and this time it's just Slave 1 with a Haunted Carbonite. Um for $10 cheaper, and it seems like it should be cheaper than that. But, you know, it's not that bad, considering how much we've seen other stuff go up recently. Um, I don't consider it that bad, and the the vintage boxes always seem to carry a premium on this stuff. And at least it's not the premium like the uh, vintage Millennium Falcon. But uh, <laughs> I, I don't think it's that bad. I, yeah, it's a little higher than it should be, but it's not that bad. Okay, uh, Chris, what's your thought on this? Um, yeah, I think it sucks. I mean, $99, I think, is way too much totally overpriced but you know what you're gonna do you know if, if you want it in the vintage box and we all have been wanting that for well pretty much ever since we saw the the rise of boba fett clone wars version right so there it is so our chance to get it and i mean what kind of sucks about it being an amazon exclusive is that you know there are no coupons or you know you can't wait for I mean, you never know whether this this thing is going to go on sale or not. So, you know, I guess we're all pretty much stuck with $99 or just ride it out for a while and see what happens. But so anyways, yeah, I think it's too steep. And the same goes for the TIE Interceptor. I think 50 bucks. Um, I think it's $49, right? 49 something. Uh, um, something yeah, like I, yeah, I think it's it's too steep. Like one of the local collector stores here has an original vintage TIE Interceptor in a somewhat decent box. It really would display nicely. And it's about 20 bucks more than that. So they have it for 69 something. And, you know, if you pay $20 more for an original vintage one versus a, you know, fake vintage one, you know, I, I know I'd probably go with the, the original vintage one. So I think that the price could have definitely been like probably another 20 bucks cheaper, you know? Dan, Am I going to get them? Yes, I probably yeah. will. So, yeah. <laughs> Dan, are, are you pre ordering these? I, I'm going to go against the trend here and say, no, I'm not. Whoa. Um, the, the tie fight, the tie interceptor, I, I got a question. What, keep in mind, I open everything. So I already have this vehicle. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So this, this, there's nothing new in this. It's just a box. Same with the Millennium Falcon that they just came out with. No repaints, no nothing new. It's the same exact inside. I don't need to spend that much money for a box since I'm going to open it anyway. As for the slave one, yeah, I definitely want to get that, but I will wait for that to be cheaper. And it will eventually, I think. All right. And Tom. Yes. What was your question? <laughs> I like I like I like them. I like them. I'm not going to get them. You guys know me. I'm not going to get these. But the the t- for ninety nine dollars for a slave one that just seems pretty darn high. So uh, uh, and on that I'm I'm not going to buy them. Okay. It's just it's it's just too much. 
Just too much. Just too much. Um, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm probably with, I'm, you know, I'm with kind of Chris and Ryan on this. Seems kind of steep, but uh, I probably will end up ordering them. You know, maybe I will wait to see if they go down in price. I don't know. I guess I guess I'm still on the fence. So I'm a fence sitter on this one. But uh, I know as soon as they start showing up and I see one of them in person, I'm going to want it. So it's just you know, like even though like I don't personally collect the the vehicles, but there really is something about that darn packaging. You know, mm-hmm. absolutely. Box, you know. Yeah. And speaking of that darn packaging, uh, some images showed up from the new Kmart two packs. The uh, two scanning crew two packs, and this is from a German site that I think posted these photos. It's uh, Star Wars figurincom They put up a couple photos. I don't know if you guys have had a chance to look at these, but uh, the packaging looks nice. Um, nothing all that new about the figures, I don't think. But I guess we finally get the uh, rest of that scanning uh, scanner. Ryan, what, what? I know you're getting these. What are your thoughts on? The, yeah, the the scanning crew. I think it's cool. I, uh, you know, I like the box, and I I get with uh, what Dan said a little bit ago about, uh, you know, it's the same type of thing inside. At least this on the scanning crew, we're getting something different as we're getting that full scanner type deal thing. But um, I I and I understand that like I'm, I wanted to go back on the tie interceptor. It's it's basically the same thing. But I love those vintage boxes, so I want it, and it'll build of my giant imperial army that's happening right now. Uh, anyway, on the scanning crew, it um. I think it's cool. It's another another army builder. Plus, we we finally get that other piece. How many years has this been that we've been waiting to get that that extra piece? And Hasbro kept saying, "Oh, we'll find a way to get it out. We'll find a way to get it out." Four years. And they finally did. Uh, Chris. Yeah, it looks great. Um, all like both sets look great. Figures seem to be fourteen POA, right? If I saw that correctly. And yeah, I mean it's great. Like packaging looks awesome. You know, if they're going to be like fifteen bucks like the previous ones, then uh, count me in for sure. Cool. And Dan? Yeah, uh, well, I'm very excited about these because when these were first announced at Toy Fair, I thought it was just going to be a two-pack of the two scanning crew with both parts of the crate. And all of a sudden, we start seeing packages, and not only do we get both guys with the crates, but we get an extra Stormtrooper, and finally, a black-suited Imperial officer, which, to me, that was a surprise. I didn't know that one was coming, at least... I didn't know it was coming this way, but I think it's awesome. These two sets are going to be fantastic. We've already had the other one that was part of Legacy Collection from 2009, and they were supposed to do a running change, but, well, that was the beginning of the end, really, of what we're currently experiencing. Uh, It's great. I'm looking forward to these two, plus the Ewok sets. Did you guys notice those? Oh, yeah. Yeah, those look awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So two more Ewoks. I don't know what their names are. It comes with another catapult that launches the rocket, the ATST. So really fun time for, uh, you know, those Ewok collectors out there. And that's also a vintage box. (laughs) All right. And also uh, recently uh, some images surfaced of the new uh, six-inch Black Series Greedo and... Dan, are you collecting the six-inch figures? Are you going to collect the six-inch figures? <sighs> I'm most likely. I'm, I'm a three-and-three-quarter-inch guy, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, six-inch scale, it's something new for Hasbro. They're trying it out. I appreciate that. The Boba Fett was just uh, revealed the other day uh, over at sandtroopers.com. I don't know. Can you guys mention other sites? Yeah, go yeah. ahead. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's no so, rules so, on this show. Th- Okay, so the other day we have um, 
the six-inch Boba Fett that's coming to San Diego with the Han Solo and Carbonite. Uh, so Sandtroopers.com, which I also work for, they, uh, or we, uh, I don't have it. <laughs> it's very confusing. Um, but we've got a gallery of those of that figure, and it looks phenomenal. It really does. I think if they keep the six-inch line to a minimal, maybe three, four waves a year, I think that'll be fine, because the last thing I want to do is collect more action figure lines. But we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I think it looks fan. I think it looks fantastic. Uh, and I think uh, Chris, have you you've decided you're collecting the six inch line? Is that right? Or are you still um, are you still not sure? Yeah, I'm kind of with with Dan on that one. Like, I kind of want to wait first and see him in my hands, you know, because I'm a three three quarter four uh, inch guy as well, and I'm not really. I'm not sure if I'm ready to go into the six-inch line. It really depends on how many figures they're going to release per year. Obviously, the the Boba Fett that they the pictures on Sandtroopers.com. I checked those out, and those look really, really nice. I'll definitely be picking up that one, and um, and then we'll just have to see how it goes. But it looks really promising. And Ryan, I know you're getting this when it comes out. But it's not a bendum. How do you know I'm getting it? <laughs> Because you're collecting them all. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm definitely getting it. I think it looks cool. I So far, the six-inch line, I, I agree with Dan completely. As long as they don't give us too much in a year, and it's just like one of those things we get every once in a while, like if we had three or four waves a year, that's fine. That's perfect. I don't need to see Ice Cream Maker Guy in six-inch scale or anything like that. You know, as long <laughs> as... That, know, <laughs> or, you know... Uh, were her the bartender or anything like that? Or I, I know Jason would go nuts if they did Acmina on six inch scale. But, I would, but I'd still uh, be mad that they didn't do her in three and three quarter inch. <laughs> but uh, no, I I think the Greedo looks good. Uh, I just think it's odd that they've talked about the first few waves and there's no Darth Vader in those three waves. Do you think it's because it would be yes. a larger figure and it would just require a lot more plastic to make them? That's a possibility, but I mean. It makes up for R2 being so small, right? Or something? Maybe. I would I mean, think I that R2's they're waiting for a big they're waiting for a bigger release, something a little bit with more hoopla with Darth Vader, I would I would think. Maybe. Yeah, it's just kind of odd to have they have like all the rest of the main characters but there's no Darth Vader in there. Yeah, and no Lobot either. What's up? Well, well Lobot. There, there will be a Vader eventually. I know that. Oh, yeah. yeah, you you touched on something earlier that there, there has been some disappointment, shall we say, with uh, R2-D2. Yeah, I've heard about that. Yeah, the paint job on it and everything. The paint job, the scale, a lot of uh, a lot of folks aren't too pleased with with how that turned out. Is is the scale not quite right on them? I suppose yeah, it's 20% I, smaller or something than what it's supposed to be. Oh. Mm-hmm. Right. What we saw at Toy Fair and, and in promo photos is he was much more detailed in his in, in the paint application. And now, this one... Apparently, from the in-hand photos that people have posted, uh, is not. Uh, yeah, you know, not to talk about, not that we talk about GI Joe at all on this show, but I will say that uh, there were some GI Joes showed at shown at Toy Fair uh, earlier this year. That now that they're starting to actually show up, people are looking at them in hand. That the paint jobs are not nearly as nice as they were at Toy Fair. So maybe they're, I don't know, maybe Hasbro is kind of skimping a little bit on these on their products this year. Sometimes you see that with, with the prototypes are mm-hmm. way more detailed, and then when you get to the production figure, a lot of corners have been cut, a lot mm-hmm. of, you know, shortcuts have been taken, mm-hmm. which is unfortunate. Yeah, and something... As long as it doesn't get as bad as those initial releases of the Indiana Jones figures. 
Yeah. Those were With bad. The, those were really bad. Terrible paint jobs on those first releases. Yeah, as long yeah. as it doesn't get that bad, I think it'll be okay. <laughs> well, if they can get the... How, how do I describe it? The little rings inside the the arms and the knees and the ankles, if they can get those to stay the correct color in this six-inch scale, I would be thrilled. Because that is one of my pet peeves with the three-and-three-quarter inches when they don't match, and it's so obvious that they don't oh, match. Yeah. yeah. I remember the, the little Boba Fett figure that came with the uh, the Rise of the Boba Fett set. It kind of looked, when I took pictures of the figure, it looked like he was wearing socks. You know, it just, yeah. because the pegs were red, you know. But that was actually one of the questions I put into Hasbro, like, a few years ago, and they mentioned that they have no control over that because it's, like, depends on the factory that assembles the figures and what kind of pegs they have at the moment. But, right. you know, who knows? Next, uh, Gentle Giant uh, has put some new things up. Uh, the uh, Jumbo Kenner-style Yak Face is the San Diego Comic-Con exclusive. And also, they put up a holiday Yoda for their premiere guild. Um, Ryan, you uh, you haven't bought any of these yet, but uh, you're thinking about it. What's uh, what's your thought? Actually, I have a couple of the jumbo figures. I have the Darth Vader and the Boba Fett. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. um, but I've been very, you know, I, I selected those. The Fett was the first one, and I had the chance to pick it up, you know, and I was like, okay, that's cool. And Vader, of course, I did the focus collecting on, so I wanted that, but. Um, I gotta say, I'm tempted on this yak face. I think it looks cool. It is the one vintage movie figure I don't own yet, and uh, so <laughs> to get that before I actually get the three and three quarter inch one. But I, I'm tempted, but I don't know if I'm gonna if I'm gonna go for it or not. And the Yoda, I'm, I'm really tempted on too. Um, I, I I think it looks cool. I think it's a, an interesting idea. Um, I know there's going to be a lot of people who don't like it. So Tom, why don't you take it away? Yeah, <laughs> let me tell you, they. They took the 12-inch figures. We're doing a good job. A couple of hit and misses there with the capes and the coloring and stuff. And then they take the Yoda and they Christmasize it. <laughs> yeah, um, just another, just another, uh, just another way to. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm sure people will buy it, but I, I think it's silly. Didn't you have that holiday Yoda as a kid, though, Tom? Doesn't that bring back some memories for you? I did Back actually. That, yeah, that, that's that's my that's my meaning, Jason. <laughs> uh, it wasn't it wasn't a vintage figure. Just don't mess with it. But I know people like it. Yeah, but I I won't be getting it for sure. No. Now is that a just a straight repack, or did they actually go right after the Macquarie design and did they like sculpt it a little differently or something? They did What's the Macquarie design. I think they sculpted I the little Santa hat and the the bag full of. Uh, gentle giant toys in the bag and that kind of <laughs> but, thing but great yoda, promotion isn't, isn't the yoda itself though just the same yoda we just i believe some so, different yeah. accessories pretty much yeah. yeah i think it's the exact same sculpt just with the added clothing on it uh, dan yes. have you have you uh got into these jumbo uh gentle giant figures at all i i have not i i'm passing on these these okay. are way out of my price range number one and like i said before i prefer the smaller scale yeah, and as far as the Yoda, I'm. I mean, really? <laughs> <laughs> Great. So I think we're all in. You know, we agree on that. One thing I've, I've I've noticed about the the jumbo figures, I don't have any, but I, I do think they're cool. And Tom, I know you have you have the jumbo figures of the first twelve, or is it the first twenty one? Yeah, I've I've got the first twelve. I'm, okay. I'm contemplating the first twenty one, but I uh-huh. display mine loose. Right. To cut you know cut down on on space they look great and of course you know displaying them 
Now, uh, carded would be great, but uh, who has room for that? I know a lot of people who who are kind of you know they want they kind of want these. They're not sure. A lot of people say, well, if they just make this figure, I'll get it. And for me, it's it's Lobot. If they make Lobot, I'm for sure gonna get it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dan, is there any one figure that if they just made, you'd for sure get it, or are you completely out? Uh, if they make Jackson, I will buy it. <laughs> okay. Thanks. <laughs> Interesting for their, you know, the interesting their choices because they were following the first twelve and then they started on the the twenty one, and of course they had Boba Fett that, out there before a lot of the other ones, and then they took uh then they took a kind of a side road and they did the Lando which I can understand because that's that's the next step I would think, but then they've got the uh, Gamorrean Guard which is really kind of strange. I, th- I thought that was kind of a weird one, but maybe they were thinking what's the epitome of of Return of the Jedi figures, and to come yeah. up with Gamorrean guards seems strange because you a couple of shows back we all agreed that Jedi Luke would have definitely been a, a more relevant figure as far as Return of the Jedi co- uh, figures go. But and then you've got Yak Face. I, I I don't know where their thinking was on this one either. Well, I, I think um, correct me if I'm wrong, Dan. You might know better, but uh, wasn't the Gamorrean guard on the Power of the Force card? Wasn't that one of the hardest? Power of the Force carded figures to get in the vintage? I, I mean, probably. Okay, I, I seem to remember hearing something that it, yeah. it was really hard to get. I, I think, I, I think in, um, in, again, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not definitely not an expert on Power of the Force, but uh, I think that that Power of the Force with the Gamorrean Guard with the coin figure, the original Kenner figure was, like, maybe only shipped to um, Australia or something. Yeah, was, yeah, I think it was only Australia. Yeah. And so I think that was kind of the reasoning behind doing that one. Of course, they did a regular version as well as the Power of the Force of the Coin. Mm-hmm. And the Yak Face, I think they're just working that in because, obviously, at San Diego, it's coming with the coin, and it's going to be on a U.S.-style card. But uh, for Celebration Europe 2, it's going to be a tri-logo card, from what I understand. Yeah. I love that about Channel Giant, that they pay attention to those kinds of things because, you know, if you grew up in Europe or, like, Collected back in the days over there, then the trilogo cards is probably something you might, you probably remember, and so it's a really really nice tribute that they're paying them. Right, and it doesn't include the staff, which is also a oh, small detail. So speaking of San Diego Comic Con, Ryan, you're um you're on your way there, right? Probably as this podcast gets released, you're on the road. I'm thinking, when are you leaving? Um, leave tomorrow. That would be Monday the fifteenth at three a.m. We're leaving. Uh huh. And, and uh, we're, we're driving down. Um, one of our guest hosts, Amy, and another friend of mine and I are all up. We're driving down. We're planning on getting into Anaheim about 11 p.m. tomorrow night. We're going to spend a day at Disneyland and then head down to San Diego on Wednesday. Uh, we don't, none of us have preview night tickets, but we're going to pick up our passes. We're talking about going to Legoland that day, so I'll have some pictures for the Facebook page from Legoland. And uh, then, of course, hit the con for the next four days. Great. And uh, hopefully hopefully they're going to show some new some new figures, some new Star Wars figures. I think figures. they will. Although I guess they've now said that they are holding back some announcements for Celebration Europe too. Uh, yes, Dan, they do are. You, Dan, do you expect them to show many new figures at San Diego Comic Con? Well, it's kind of a interesting question because I actually know. Okay. Well, you know, <laughs> um, I don't want you to. I don't want you to get in any kind of trouble. You can be vague, but do you think they're? No, no, that's fine. Uh, I do know we will see um, officially see the Black Series Wave Two uh, at San Diego. Uh, okay. For three and three quarter inch, and uh, also uh, Wave Three will be shown at uh, Celebration Europe. Okay. So they're splitting the reveals. So 
I expect a lot of people to complain that Hasbro didn't show enough because that's what they always do. That's what the internet's for. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, they're splitting the uh, presentations because it wasn't uh, until like last month that we even knew that they were coming yes. to uh, to Germany. Did yeah, because it was just going to be San Diego. Did they go to? Did Hasbro go to Celebration Europe? Uh, the the first one? Yes, they did. They did. But yep, they made an they announcement a... last year, didn't they? It was like at Celebration. They said they wouldn't be doing any more conventions other than San Diego at that point. Didn't they say something like that? Right. Yep. Yeah. It seems... That changed. Yeah it, seems, yeah, it seems a lot with toy companies that they'll, you know, they'll make a statement and then maybe management changes or strategies change and they change their mind. Well, there's been a lot of changes in Star Wars this year, so yeah. I imagine <laughs> that they want to try and, you know, recapture some of it. Because let's face it, I mean... As far as Hasbro product, they've pretty much taken this year off for the most part. Yeah, I think it's been a full year since I've bought anything new in the store as far as uh, Star Wars figures go. Well, hey, if you need those Phantom Menace figures from Episode 1, you know, <laughs> collection, yeah, it might help you out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those things, I, you know, I don't know what, what it's like on the East Coast, but out here on the uh, in the Northwest, those things are everywhere. They're they're just clogging up every every store. Yeah. Unless you go to Still. Fred Meyer, which if you go to Fred Meyer, then there's tons of the Attack of the Clones wave on the pegs there. Yeah. Well. And I just saw a report today that, um, was it the Darth Malgus wave is starting to show up at Five Below? Oh, you know, I we saw don't. That too, yeah. We don't have Five Below out here. Yeah. All right. We have them. I found an entire army of Gamorrean guards one day. I remember when you. It was a wheelbarrow right. full of them. I said, oh my God. I know. I remember when you posted that photo. Because, <laughs> because I had been, you know, I want, I wanted to pick up a, you know, I, I think I have two. I have one carded and one loose, but I wanted to, you know, I wanted to get my hands on some more of those for my uh, Java's Palace diorama. And I had, you know, when they said that the greatest hits was coming out, I was hoping that would be a greatest hit, and I'd see more, but yeah, I did think not they happen. lied about that. Did that? Yeah, that wave never showed up. Did never it? did. Never, never did. did. You know. Dan, we started uh, the show in January, and it's been, you know, six or seven, what are we on, the seventh month now? We've had very little to talk about as far as new products. It's kind of the same old thing every show. Nothing. Right, right. <laughs> but that does not bother our pal Tom. And Tom, welcome back to the discussion. We're getting back into our focus topic now. Yay. <laughs> All right. Tonight I wanted to talk a little bit about how everybody... Uh, stores their figures displays their figures what have you been doing with them you know what how do you collect and how do you keep them um and i'm gonna go back to when we were all little kids uh collecting the uh i guess the vintage star wars figures and you know i'm gonna say this one thing that kind of is, when we're doing the podcast is when we say vintage star wars figures it's kind of confusing sometimes because we mean vintage like 70s and 80s, not vintage like the vintage line. So for uh, for this part, I want to actually go back to the the uh, the, the vintage uh, figures from the 70s and 80s and find out how, how everybody kept their figures and vehicles when they were kids. thought it might be interesting to talk about and then just kind of work forward from there. So, uh, Tom, I'll start with you. How did you how did you keep your figures when you were kids? You have cases, uh, boxes. What did you do? Well, I surely didn't keep them carded, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, they were uh, even when I was a kid, uh, they were uh, proudly displayed on a bookshelf in uh, in my room for sure. So and uh, a little bit a little bit's changed since then, but uh, for the most part, you know, I had some of the collector's cases also if I if I needed to take them with me uh, to my job place of employment back then no <laughs> so you just you displayed yours you didn't like 
they weren't packed up at any point when you were a kid. You had them on display. No, no, I I needed to get to them quickly, so they were they were at a arm's length away. So and and how did you, how what kind of job did you do with uh, making sure the weapons didn't get lost? Well, uh, you know, for the the Vader and the um, uh, Obi Wan and the Luke, it was really really hard to uh, not chomp the the little front part of the lightsaber off so mm-hmm. mine mine were all stubby <laughs> i think mine were too <laughs> yeah um it was uh it was hard um especially playing with them outside i was constantly losing um weapons and you know once once that little han blaster has gone it's it's gone for good so yeah and do you have any of the any of your uh, star wars toys still from when you were a kid uh about 15 years ago i sold them on ebay I feel bad about that, but all of my childhood, most of my childhood toys are gone, but they have been uh, claimed back and uh, are proudly displayed in the Star Wars staircase of <laughs> when, heaven. When you uh, did you have did you ever have like the vinyl case, the uh, the Star Wars vinyl case? You know, I think I had actually. I think I had a star case. I didn't have uh, any of the official when, cases. Oh, those are great. Those those knockoff cases. Exactly. Let's have some yeah. fantastic artwork on them. Some of them. So now I've got a couple of the uh, official uh, Kenner cases, and I mm-hmm. I have them. Uh, I have all my loose displayed. I don't have many loose, but uh, you guys, I think most of you guys know that I collect the first twenty one. So I've got all my extras in a in a couple of the Kenner A and H Star Wars cases. Mm-hmm. They work great. Love yeah, them. those cases are great. The, the original cases. I know the um, during the Empire line, they had a, the Empire cases, and some of the trays were orange. Do you remember seeing those? You know, yeah, the problem, about? yeah. Those cases are no good for storing figures in. The uh, the color seeps yeah. into the figures. Yeah, yeah. Bad news. Hey, Ryan, how did you uh, store your your figures when you were a kid? Well, um, I had the cases as well, much like Tom. I had the Darth Vader case, which I got my first figures in that case. They would originally belonged to my brother, and um, I can't remember. I, I know there was like Luke, uh, Vader, Han, Stormtrooper, Chewie, three pin R two at least in that. And I got that when I was like five. And I also had one of the Empire vinyl cases, the one with the big Yoda head on it. Um, and I stored my, my figures in those. But like all my Star Wars toys, my dad actually took um, my original toy box. I had this big yellow wooden toy box. And he stood it upright and then put shelves in it. And we measured it out. So like the bottom shelf, the bottom deal was big enough to hold both uh, Ewok Village and the Adat. And then the next shelf up could hold the X-Wing, and the next shelf up could hold the Millennium Falcon. And what I didn't, I didn't have too many uh, too many of the vehicles, but we had it set so it would hold each one of those. Ah, cool. And do you have your, you still have your childhood Star Wars figures? Yes, I have uh, almost every bit of what I grew up with. Awesome. I have, move, I have several Ryan. figures, several figures in my uh, in my collection that have glued on heads and uh, all that sort of thing. <laughs> but I am very proud to still have them. Yeah, wish I wish I wouldn't have sold mine. Oh well, that's all right. There's there's therapy for that, Tom. Exactly. Yeah, you have to talk it's about expen- bendems forever. <laughs> it's expensive. Yeah, that's my therapy, Ryan. Exactly. <laughs> Chris, as a kid, what were you doing? How are you keeping your figures? Um, I would put them in the the uh, Rebel transport. Yes. So at the end of the day, the uh, the Rebels and the Imperials they were all friends again, and they <laughs> went straight home to the Rebel transport, and that's where they where they stayed. And whenever I went outside, I just grabbed the Rebel transport and just went over to a friend's place, so outside or whatever. And um, that was my carry case. Mm-hmm. It got tight in there at some point, 
but uh, I always kind of managed to always squeeze them in there. Yeah, nice. Rebel Transport, man. And uh, do you still have any of your figures from when you were a kid, Chris? Yeah, um, most of them, actually. Awesome. Um, of course, the weapons are missing, and mm-hmm. some are pretty beat up, but I still have most of them. Yep. Cool. Uh, Dan, what about you? Yeah, I, I have them all from when I was a kid. Uh, in fact, when I was growing up, the, the kids in our neighborhood, we would all kind of get together and figure out who needed what. And then, you know, because we didn't have any money, so our parents were buying this for us. So I'd say, Mom, Dad, I want the Millennium Falcon. And my other friend Chris would get the Death Star. My other friend Bobby would get the Star Destroyer playset. But put us all together, we had the whole thing. Multiple Stormtroopers, Tusken Raiders, Jawas, that type of thing. And, and we would always play together. Fast forward 10 years, you know, we're all growing up and discovering girls and cars and all that good stuff and i ended up getting everybody's toys so that was how i built my collection and the i mean other than variants i have all the vintage figures including yak face and jawas and bends and all that good stuff uh all in uh played with condition if you will Mm -hmm. so they're not mint by any means uh and that's fine because i'll never replace them and they're just in a, in a box. How I used to store them back in the day was in the Darth Vader and C-3PO collector cases. I would double them up, triple them up, depending, you know, how much space I had. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I got more and more, now they are all stored in these uh, these clear plastic totes that you are really supposed to put shoes in, but you can get them at like Family Dollar for like two or three bucks, and they're clear, so I can see. Um. I have a stack of them that goes from floor to ceiling and mm-hmm. i have like all my star wars figures over the years marvel figures superhero squad galactic heroes you name it they're all in there and i can <laughs> some people say well none of them are labeled i said i know what they are <laughs> yeah yeah that's cool that you still have them all that's really great i do and again they're all beat up so it's mm-hmm. when we were working on the book about a year or so ago um that was kind of an issue. They said, well, we need a picture of Blue Snaggletooth. They said, well, if you don't mind that he's all banged up, I'll be happy to shoot it. That's really cool. Uh, and so some of your so some of your childhood figures actually ended up in the the uh, ult- the ultimate action figure? Uh, As a matter of fact, they're on the cover. Oh, cool. When they, ju- were, uh, when they were putting this book together, I shipped out over 200 figures from my collection for mm-hmm. a photo shoot. Mm-hmm. And looking at it now, right in the bottom left corner, there's an R2-D2 with a yellowed sticker and a little bit of scratch. Well, that's the one that I played with in 1980. Oh, that's cool. Very cool. For me, as far as I as I go, um, I, collect, I kept most of my figures in the Star Wars vinyl case that I got uh, pretty much on day one when I started getting Star Wars figures. And the runoff, I put all in the Millennium Falcon. Mm-hmm. That thing had a lot of space in it, and it was great for storing all the figures. Uh, I lost a lot of the weapons over the years. And then at some point, I had all my vehicles and playsets in a big cardboard box, and I think around 85 or 86, uh, I think my dad threw the box away. So mm-hmm. all, <laughs> I think all my uh, vintage playsets and vehicles got trashed, uh, just thrown out. I fortunately saved some of the figures, but... Um, yeah, I, I've been able to kind of reacquire the play sets over the years, but it, was, it would have been cool to have, still have those. There's a few play sets that I didn't get as a kid, and I still don't have them now, and they're sort of like, one of these days I'll, mm-hmm. I'll shell out the money to get them, but for, for the most part I was able to kind of keep up with them. And the Death Star was all beat up, and over the years I've been putting together bits and pieces of it, you know, so I think right now I'm missing two of the cardboard inserts. I even have still the foam trash. 
Oh, cool. So, uh, fast-forwarding a little bit, when the line, you know, we kind of, oh, I guess we kind of kind of all grew up, I suppose, but uh, when the line started coming back in the 90s, how were you guys uh, collecting and uh, holding on to, uh, I'm sorry, when the line came back in the 90s, how, how did you begin collecting in the 90s? Did you uh, start with a loose, did you start collecting loose again, carded, both, stockpiling? Uh, Ryan, what was your, uh, what was your initial... Um, collecting habits a, a little bit before the figures had hit um i'd actually pulled my old childhood collection i'd kept it in a like a tv cardboard box underneath the house and i, I kept all my childhood toys I, I, my my idea was i'd save them for my own kids one day or whatever um yeah like that's <laughs> ever gonna happen but um yeah so but i had them all and i'd, I'd started pulling them out i set up like my vintage job of the hut and all the, the people went around him I uh, put my Millennium Falcon up on my dresser, had the X-Wing out and stuff like that. And, you know, I started reading the the, thro- the, um, the Timothy Zahn novels. And, of course, there was two things, well, technically three things that hit before the, the action figures. Uh, one we already know, right? Uh, I think Tom could fill you in on that one, right? Um, course, the, yeah, the Micro Machines <laughs> and the, um, what were they called, the Action Force? Uh, no, that's not the right name. They were, they were done by Kenner. They were the die-cast ones, and now I can't remember. Action Masters. Action Masters, that's it. I knew yep. how to action. And all those came out, but I knew, of course, those those new figures were coming out. And when they started hitting, I was buying two of each figure. I was buying one to keep loose and one for carded. And But I, my first one I always bought was always the one I opened, because I, there's no way I could buy my first figure and leave it carded and not play with it. I had to take it out of the packet. Mm-hmm. So I, it was always the second one I would buy that would be carded. But And I kept that going up until 99 when Phantom Menace came out, because there was I, I spent $750 on Phantom Menace toys uh, day of launch. And Woo! there was no way I... Yeah, no kidding. Uh, talk about a waste of money, right? Uh, <laughs> Not a waste of money in quality of the toys, but a waste of money in how much you could buy that for today. Hey, hey, um, Jason, can you uh, can you come up with a little uh, little sound bite like wah wah wah? <laughs> yeah, I probably could. I think Sweet. you just provi- oh. I think you just provided it, Tom. <laughs> oh, okay, there you go. <laughs> so at that point, I was like, "There's no way I could keep doing both carded and loose," and so I, I did loose primarily, but I kept going on uh, a carded set of the original trilogy characters. Up until uh, 2008, um, at that point, my job was entirely in flux. In fact, I lost my job um, the following year, very early in the following year. I didn't have money to keep going on my carded set. And so I just went strictly loose. And besides, I hated those stupid Stormtrooper cards that mm-hmm. I really didn't want want to buy them uh, for carded sets. But You're talking I about the Legacy Collection, right? What's that? Are you talking about the Legacy Collection? Yeah, the, the yeah. Stormtrooper back cards. I hate those. But, yeah, I, I mean, it's, I primarily collect loose, but I have that, that carded set of original trilogy. Uh, Chris, what were you doing in the 90s as far as collecting? How were you, what were you amassing? Loose, carded? Uh, a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. I guess um, back then I was still in school, you know, not a lot of money. Uh, living in Germany, you know, the figures overseas, um, and I guess they're still twice as much as what they're here, or like at least more expensive than what they are here. So you really had to, I really had to choose what characters I wanted. So yeah, it was a little bit of both. And uh, Ryan, I'm sorry, Chris, I'll get right back to you. But Ryan, one more question I, I didn't forgot to ask you: Were you collecting the uh, vehicles loose and box, or just loose? Just loose, because honestly, with the vehicles, you could uh, keep the box. I mean, I kept all the boxes from them, 
Uh-huh. I mean, and you can have the box over here if you want, but I mean, I, I never saw the point of having a box that you can't actually see the toy inside. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never saw the point in keeping something like that and keeping right. it sealed. I, I, I had to open that stuff. Right. And, and sorry, now back to you, Chris. You, what about the vehicles? I did buy all the vehicles at the time mm-hmm. when they came out. Yeah. And I was still, you know, all the toys, but I tried to get all the toys if I could, but uh-huh. yeah, the vehicles took a backseat uh, to the figures simply for the fact that the uh, the figures were cheaper right so yeah, yeah but i did get the uh, the x-wing when it came out again the power force 2 you know and uh, the tie fighter and even the shadows of the empire vehicles like the outrider that we talked about on the last show i i picked up back then and yeah. Okay. Hey, Chris, did you were there German style figures? I mean, German style figures. Yeah, they were all wearing lederhosen. Did they have any German writing on any of the cards or any of the boxes or anything, or were they all strictly the American style packaging? Um, no, they did have. Uh, I don't think they're called tri logos these days, but they did have. Um, I think some Spanish on it, and uh, I think maybe some French was on it as well. Um, but no, on the front of the no German, huh? Pack, uh, no. I don't think so. I think um, for the German market, on the back, they had a sticker on it, which had um, uh, the warning, you know, don't swallow, blah, 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 kind of stuff on it, you know? Got it. But it was a sticker. You could actually peel it off, so. Huh, gotcha. Yeah. But there might have actually been different cars, but that's that's one of them uh, that I vividly remember, because I thought it was just weird that they would just use a sticker back then. Tom, when the figures started coming back in the 90s, what, what were you doing? You were in it to win it, right? <laughs> yeah, I was uh, I was collecting both carded and loose figures at the time. So when I started seeing the figures coming back, of course, this was these were the solo flex figures. I collect well up to the point where I went cold turkey in 2002. I think is I was collecting both uh, loose and um, carded figures so mm-hmm. yeah so like just one of each one loose one carded yes um but yeah with the with, with the whole ryan thing also i, I bought uh, the one vehicle and then i had either displayed it boxed or it usually went in the in the closet or i had it um i had the the ship out and the the box displayed somewhere else so okay yeah and dan when uh when everything started to come back again what what was your initial game plan for collecting Oh, well, you know, I, I, I was all in, of yeah. course. And uh, multiple stormtroopers and, and troop builders always bought all the vehicles. But it's funny because I always bought them and I opened them. But mm-hmm. I've always saved the cards. Even even back in, in, in the 70s and 80s, I've always saved the cards. When I was a kid, I used to use the card backs as a little checklist. So I would have all my card backs from the old Kenner line have X's on all the photos. <laughs> Because I would cross them off as I would buy them. And, I mean, how many cards do I have? Like 90-something? So I would cross them all off anyway. Uh, but with with the Power of the Force 2 line, they didn't show the entire collection. In fact, they've, they've never really done that anymore. They only show, like, the current wave or, you know, some of the latest figures. They don't right. really show, like, the whole right. thing anymore. No. Which I kind of miss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was really cool about the vintage line is they... They never discontinued figures, really, except, I suppose, maybe the original R2 and C-3PO right. when they modified them. But, like, that's pretty amazing that they just kept the, all the figures in the line for the whole, you know, the entire uh, seven or whatever years that it was out. Yeah, there's there's some kind of weird legal reason why they can't do that now. Like, they have to show what's currently available 
You know, it's like if you're not showing the figures that you can currently buy, I guess that's bad for some reason. Oh, I don't know. I always thought that was kind of weird. (laughs) But yeah, uh, yeah, I always, you know, Power of the Force. You guys mentioned Shadows of the Empire. One of my absolute favorite expanded universe tales before there even was an expanded universe officially. Um, But I, I was so excited about those because, you know, this was a new Star Wars tale told in so many different formats mm. and it, it was fantastic i loved it so yeah i was i was always a, a loose collector and you know it's obviously continued <laughs> over the years yeah um i think when the when the line came back to the 90s for me i was buying one loose and i was opening it right away just like ryan i could not wait i had to open the first figure and then looking for the carded one and for the first year i think i was keeping like two or three carded i i had this mentality that i would that they would be uh, worth for not selling, but trading. I thought at some point I might be able to use the extra card of figures to trade. You know, that didn't quite pan out. And after the first year, I pretty much gave up that idea. Because once... Did you keep yeah. the short saber, long tray yeah. variants? Uh, you know, I didn't keep... The tray variants I didn't keep, but the long sabers, I definitely kept track of that. And uh, around 99, I gave... I kept one carded set of everything, but I gave all my doubles to uh, one of my mom's friends. had a young had a had a like a six year six or seven year old boy, and he really loved Star Wars. And I just gave him like a ton of the figures, and he was really happy about it. So, oh, it's nice. Yeah. So the '90s came and went, and did anybody do any big sell offs of their collection? Because I know there's always people trying to sell big lots of extra figures. I'm wondering if anybody's attempted that. Uh, uh, Dan, have you ever done a sell-off of any of your figures? Uh, not really. No. The extra figures that I had, I got into customizing. Okay. And started to, you know, make my own versions. I'm sure you guys know what customizing is, but that's mm-hmm. I, I got into that and and started to create my own characters and photograph them and show them online, and that's kind of how I got started with websites and everything else. Which I mean, as far as extra vehicles and stuff like that, I usually was pretty. Much much just one of each uh-huh. yeah. you know once in a while i'll buy a big lot mm-hmm. just to kind of get some loose stuff mm-hmm. or, or whatever that i might be looking for a couple extras of or maybe something missing um and then i would turn around and see if my friends had anything that they wanted you know uh, remember remember the complete galaxies the little globes right yeah yeah <laughs> i i wanted an extra death star but i didn't necessarily want an extra vader so yeah yeah, traded that away or gave that away. You know, uh, Chris, have you ever? Did you ever do any big sell-offs of your collection? I did around 2004, 2005. I sold almost all of my vehicles that I had accumulated, and it wasn't a complete collection, but I did sell almost all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, simply for I, I realized that I will never be able to display them simply for space reasons, and um, so they were all still boxed, and they were just you know, sitting in the garage and, uh, you know, one day it just hit me. I was like, no, I'm just going to focus on, on figures. And at the time, I think I already had over 2000 figures in the collection. Right. So that by itself was taking up already a huge chunk of space. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. And I just felt like it was time to let parts of it go. And, and there was no way I was going to get rid of the figures. So, um, yeah, I, decided that I'm going to get rid of the vehicles. Um, did it feel good to get rid of the vehicles or do you regret it? Does it, was it like a, 
weight lift off your shoulder, not having so much stuff, or was it like you kind of miss those vehicles? Um, comes and goes. Do I miss them? Not really. Once in a while when I take pictures, I wish I still had some for reference, but, mm-hmm. you know, I, at the same time, I know I have a really good fr- uh, circle of friends who have equally big or bigger collections than I have, and I could easily borrow that figure, uh, that vehicle. Yeah. If I had to, so um, no, it, it either way, it doesn't really. It didn't feel necessarily good, but it didn't feel bad either. Mm-hmm. It's just I, I was just I think I was just really ready to just get rid of them. So, mm-hmm. Tom, yes, sir. What kind of I, I know you you you've kind of mentioned this before on on some of our previous shows, but uh, any. Any purges for you? Yeah, um, 2002, I did a huge sell-off on eBay. I think I got rid of my Episode 1 collection, which was up-to-date pretty much at that point. Uh, both both carded and, well, not maybe not carded, but the, definitely the loose collection I had, I sold on eBay. And then I started selling a lot of stuff on um, uh, eBay also, the, the other collections. Mm-hmm. And then I had the... Uh, the situation where I was going to sell um, two huge moving boxes worth of carded figures uh, at a uh, garage sale down south from here. And uh, the area that I had it stored at was broken into and the uh, the the boxes were stolen. And I, I still have to tell you, Jason, that was that was one of the best days of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I could because uh, oh, at this Tom. what's that? Oh Tom, yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you. But uh to get rid of them that way was definitely easy. Uh-huh. Uh, to, to, <laughs> to to sell them to sell them was going to take a long time and the, the you know what what happened to me was might some folks might have been traumatized but it was actually a happy day for me so Go figure. It's possible someone listening to this podcast right now has some of those figures that were stolen. That's entirely it's, possible. It's unlikely, but it is possible. It's possible. <laughs> Ryan, I've helped you move, so I'm I'm <laughs> guessing you've never got rid of any of your Star Wars toys. I, I Actually, I think it was like... I think it was Ryan who snuck down to the uh, Aryan little little I helped, little bandit mask about... and a striped striped black and white shirt and. S- with the cover of darkness. Six months, or, six months or so ago, I helped Ryan move with with some of our other friends, and I think we moved like it must have been five hundred boxes of Star Wars toys. I don't know. It was insane. Ryan, uh, have you you've never gotten rid of any of your Star Wars toys? Is that right? I've sold off a few things. I mean, not much. Uh-huh. Uh, and most of that came a few years ago. I started buying some lots of vintage figures on eBay mm. um, because I was trying to finish up my vintage collection. Mm-hmm. And I'd find some good lots, and like uh, I was talking to you guys a little bit about this last night at the Sarlacc meeting, uh, I saw this lot on eBay, and I could see what looked like a droid's um, R2-D2 leg in the lot. But, I mean, it was just like a clump of figures. There was no real good shot of me for me to find out. And, you know, it's one of those, do I email the guy and see if I can get a picture? But if I do, then other people might see this, you know. So I took the risk and I bought it. I think I got the lot for like 40 bucks. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was a couple Power of the Force figures in that as well. And sure enough, it was a Droids R2. Uh, and nice. it's in great shape. It's amazing. Um, but I did that. I bought like three or four lots of vintage figures to, to shore up a lot of my, my vintage collection. And so I sold off a lot of the extras I had in that. Other than that, I've sold a couple of things here and there, but not any large sales of things. The things I've sold off a large amount of are non-Star Wars stuff. Like, I sold all my Transformers, and when I did that, I made a great deal on them. I, I sold 
that stuff for some really good money. And I sold my G.I. Joe stuff for next to nothing. But um, it was uh, mostly I, I sell off the stuff and I buy more Star Wars is what I usually do. So. Hey, Ryan, I have a, a real quick question for you. What uh, Were you born after 77? No, I was born before 77. Okay, because I was going to have a new moniker for you. Jason, what do you think of this? From birth to the Black Series, Ryan <laughs> collects them all. Yes, he does collect them all. <laughs> Thanks. See, the thing about being collectors is that that's you know that's what we do. We collect. We don't yeah. get rid of. We just keep adding. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I've I've actually found it, along those lines, I found it's it's actually nice in some instances. Like when you travel to other states, and there's all that stuff that you could buy in the uh, souvenir stands and everything like that. And as a collector, you're like, no, I don't need that stuff. It's not Star Wars. And it's kind of freeing. Like, I went to New York earlier this year, and I barely bought anything there. There was, there was nothing I really felt the need to buy. And now, if there was some cool Star Wars thing I didn't have, absolutely, I'd buy it. But beyond that, I don't care. <laughs> as far as displaying your current figures, um, Dan, um, I know you photogra- you've, you're constantly photographing figures. Um, yes. Do you display any of them in your, in your home, or do you just photograph them and put them away? Well, I try to display the latest wave mm-hmm. or the latest line. So, uh, you, you know, you know the Ultramas. Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah, those. those. So I have. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. I have six of these things set up right here on a shelf above my computer station here, uh, and it's got the latest of the Marvel Universe, Star Wars, uh, Ninja Turtles. You know, whatever stuff that I'm currently buying, I, I tend to keep on these shelves. And then as I get new stuff in, I kind of rotate them out to those those plastic bins I was telling you about before. But for the most part, it's it's difficult to find. Sp- I mean, I'm married with three kids. There's no room to display anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would love to display more around. Uh, there's there's just no space. Chris, um, similar with you, I know you 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 take a lot of photos for your website, uh, JediBusiness.com. Uh, uh, do you display much of your stuff? Uh, no, actually, no. Um, most of the figures, they, uh, they come out of packaging, they go into a little plastic baggie, and then they're gonna be, go- then they're gonna go into a sterile box. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do have the uh, modern vintage figures on display with the original Star Wars logo on it, uh, which I have carded. So, you know, if you remember back in 2004, Hasbro came out with the um, the first uh, vintage fi- modern vintage figures. So I have those and mm-hmm. pretty much any figure that they released, which has the original Star Wars logo on it, I have on display in, in a in an Ikea cabinet inside the little, uh, uh, what are they called, uh, cases. The so, detail? Um, no, it's uh, it's the Ikea Billy Book case, but I got some oh. glass windows okay. in front of it and some lighting. and. Those are the ones that are mounted on the wall. Yes. Right, Chris? Oh. Yeah. Okay. And uh, oh, I got some me. nice cases for them. So I'm not using those plastic star cases. I got the acrylic ones for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Yeah, it looks looks pretty nice, but that, those are really the only figures I have on display right now. And you know, just like Dan said, it's a, a space space issue. Got two kids myself now, so uh, space is uh, limited. Tom, how do you uh, how do you display your Star Wars uh, toys? Uh, most of what I've got on display, of course. Well, most of it's vintage first twenty one stuff mm-hmm. i've got them uh a carded i have a corner of my uh staircase with the carded figures and they're in um oscars cases 
custom mm-hmm. plexiglass cases, and then I had Oscar build me a few uh, custom loose cases also, and those are on the opposite side of the uh, staircase wall. And, uh, yeah, it looks great. Yeah, I've seen some, some photos that you posted of your, your collection, and I it really looks nice. The I think the theme of just the 21 is, is, is really cool. Well, that's definitely the era that I had the you know, that really changed everything in my crazy, silly mm-hmm. life. So mm-hmm. those are definitely the ones that I chose to focus on. So, yeah, it's, it's, I'm having a great time with it. And, yeah. uh, and you so, have your, um, I'm sorry, and you have your, your jumbo, uh, your jumbo Kenner figures loose, loose displayed? Yes. Yeah. That's, uh, that's also in the, in the staircase and they're kind of, um, the, one of the uh, store displays, the, uh, the 12 back header, Mm-hmm. is kind of in the middle framed and then I've got the on some shelves I've got the uh, first 12 uh, jumbo gentle giant figures around that and it looks that looks great too mm-hmm. so yeah. mostly everything that I've got vintage wise is I've got a lot of play sets that I need to figure out how to display but uh, for the most part the figures carded and uncarded are in the uh, in the staircase there okay and Ryan, why don't you give us the cliff notes on uh, your Star Wars display? <laughs> yeah. yeah, Ryan, make it make it brief. Make it brief, please. We only have a, an hour here. Uh, I have I do character sets that I put in the Billy cases. So like each character, I try to do a shelf, or in this case, like Luke and Obi Wan, it's four shelves of every release figure that they've done for those, and the twelve inch and all of that. And then I do um, dioramas as well, as, and I'm getting those posted to the Facebook page as I go. I'm currently working on actually setting those up with like full backgrounds and environmental stuff and everything and, and making it so it's not just wooden shelves, but looks more like a diorama scene. I'd say that's more the Cliff Notes version, but I have a carded set going through the house and everything like that. Too. Oh, yeah, and that is cool, i got to say. Yeah. It's awesome. I'm a, Personally, I have a Star Wars room right now with a, a kind of a mixture of loose and carded figures, both vintage and modern. And it's just kind of I try to collect just the figures that are in the films or on screen like Clone Wars. Um, I pretty much don't I don't think I have much EU stuff at all. And none of my e, the EU stuff, the, the few figures that I have aren't, are not on display. So I'm just kind of like a film in the. Uh, Clone Wars guy only, I guess. Okay. You guys reminded me of something. Yeah. When, when I was younger, um, I used to collect a lot of CDs. Mm-hmm. So I would buy one of these wall-mounted CD racks. But I wouldn't put the CDs in them. I would take all the little plastic things out, and I would put the Star Wars figures in there. So I would have that hanging on my room, and I used to display my collection, which was very small at the time. Uh, I used to display it that way in the little CD racks. Oh, that's cool. They're just basically little cool. wooden shelves, you know, maybe about mm, a foot and a half wide. How is everybody storing their figures now? Not displaying, but the figures that are not on display. How are you storing them? Uh, Chris, what do you do with your figures again? Um, I put them in small plastic bags, uh-huh. and then they go into a sterilite box, sterilite boxes. Now, I understand that is not the, the perfect... Uh, way of storing them simply because these little baggies they can rip and then the weapons can fall out and if those little plastic baggies don't rip then it might get really hot and you know the figures might discolor yeah um, but you know when i started collecting and i i put them in storage i would buy these um i think they're like fishing boxes or something where you can you know they have different compartments they're like really small 
but that became a, a space issue, right? Mm -hmm. Now the collection is, I think, a little over 3,000 figures. So, you know, giving each figure so much room uh, really takes up way too much space. So uh -huh. if I could, I would store them differently. But right now, this seems to be the uh, the best uh, solution for me. So, mm -hmm. yeah, little plastic baggies and then big Sterilite boxes. Okay. And, uh, Tom, how do you store your figures that aren't on display? Do you have any that aren't, aren't on display? Yeah, I have, I have a pretty good amount of uh, loose vintage figures, and I just throw them in the uh, existing uh, vinyl cases that I've got. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't have many, but uh, the collection is, you know, uh, the loose that I do have displayed and then uh, the, the loose that I don't have displayed, I'm kind of adding to that slowly again. So mm -hmm. um, everything is, is packed away in uh, the old uh, vinyl cases. Cool. And, uh, Ryan, how are you... Uh how are you storing the figures that you don't have on display? Um, anything I don't have on display or when I... Like, I have my collection, almost all of it, in storage for about three years. Most people might cringe at this, but I usually just put them all in Ziploc bags. Mm -hmm. um, buy what they are. Like, I'll put all the char a character from one shelf into a Ziploc bag or a diorama set into a Ziploc bag. And then I put those in, uh, like, those storage bins that you can get. You usually see them around Christmas uh -huh. time and that sort of thing. Anything and I store store everything in those big plastic bins. And do you keep all your figures with their original accessories? Uh, yes and no. I, I actually done like Chris was saying, where I have uh, a tackle box mm -hmm. um, with a lot of weapons in that. Of course, over the years, that got a little too full. I don't keep every figure with weapons, because obviously, dioramas, not, the, my figures don't always have all their weapons. And, right. Um, I don't necessarily keep track of you know, I make sure I have all the weapons, but I don't keep track of what mm -hmm. goes to who as much anymore. Yeah. But I have a lot of little baggies of weapons now, too. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, you know, I keep them all, but... Yeah. I, I have a couple of tackle boxes full of weapons, and if I had to if I had to uh, put all those weapons with the figures they actually go to, I don't, I don't even know how I would do it. There's just so many right now. I, I'd be using a few websites like Chris's to figure it out if I was doing yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dan, how do you... Uh, how do you keep it all straight? Well, I used to run a photo archive that documented all that <laughs> stuff. <laughs> so I'm pretty familiar with who uh -huh. has what weapon. Uh, but what I what I have done in the past is I would take tissue boxes, right? The mm -hmm. kind that come with the cellophane to kind of keep the individual tissue free from yeah. other ones from falling out. And when they're done, you have an empty box with a built-in sort of a lid on top of it. And I used to just throw all my weapons in there and then keep my figures separate from my weapons. I haven't done that in a while because now what I'm doing is I'm ziplocking the wave of figures. So if there's six figures in a wave, I just stick them all in the bag and stick all their weapons in the bag with them, seal it up because it's got a nice little way to keep it, and then I throw them in the little totes I was talking about earlier. As far as vehicles and stuff, yeah, they're all in those big giant totes you were mentioning. They're all in the garage right now. <laughs> sort of an issue with the wife you know why do you need to 50 of these things honey just look that way and keep in mind you know, from the ceiling that works but <laughs> yeah and uh another thing i wanted to ask everyone is have any of you guys noticed you know now that we've been keeping these toys for i mean we're going to be going on 40 years soon of keeping these toys right some of us i mean we're, you know have have you guys noticed any of your figures vehicles cards bubbles deteriorating uh fading damp i mean 
is time taking the toll on on your toys? And I'll start with you, Tom. What uh, what uh, what's the condition of your 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 figures? Are they holding up or are they? Yeah, they're they're holding up. Uh, the ones that, of course, I see uh, that are deteriorating, getting a little pink, mm-hmm. are uh, the white figures. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the stormtrooper is the the princess Leia is the you know the 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 white molded uh, figures. Snow White at one time, now kind of a, a pinkish white with little reddish freckles and stuff but that's pretty much how i got a lot of them mm-hmm. but you know when you remember back to your childhood these things were just beautiful and so now not so much the other ones you really can't tell um i've i've been lucky to not have any of my carded figures have that whole frosting kind of mold problem mm-hmm. um my house is 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 pretty pretty constant with a with a temperature it doesn't fluctuate there's really not a whole lot of humidity here in washington state thank gosh so they're they're in pretty good condition so i'm i guess i'm pretty lucky yeah uh chris what about you have you noticed any deterioration of any of your figures or vehicles over the years the modern ones or the vintage ones either one have you you know what you know i'm kind of just in the whole the star wars line in general have you what uh what have you noticed? Any anything of note? Um, yeah, it seems to be a little all over the place. Like when it comes to vintage, I've been taking a lot of pictures lately of, of vintage figures and the uh, the snow troopers. I have from when I was a child, I have five of them left. Four of them are snow white, and one is just piss yellow. Like <laughs> literally, like it looks like I colored it yellow. Um, and you know they're in the same case together all these years and you know just one just decided it doesn't want to stay white i guess you know so definitely there's definitely some uh discoloration there for modern figures i've noticed the same thing you know especially the the power of force 2 contact figures the the contact stormtrooper it just tends to be changing colors i you know i've seen several examples on store shelves and uh, in my personal collection where not just the bubble turned yellow, but also the the figure um, changed the color. Uh, Chris, it's interesting that you say that because I've noticed I was looking at my carded figures. I've got a bunch of carded figures on the wall, even Power of the Force too, and uh, I've noticed that the Comtech wave from two was it two thousand? Uh, yeah, ninety nine those bubbles, especially my R two, the R two that came with the holographic Princess Leia. Mm-hmm. That bubble is like like it looks really yellow. It looks like almost it's like a vin- like as yellow as some of the older vintage cards look now. It's just right. it's just weird. They must have had maybe a, a just a different blend in the plastic or something. Uh, it cheaped out or something. Who knows? Yeah. But you know, even uh, I think the vintage collection. There's um, one of the episode three clone troopers had um, a yellow yellowish. Kind of helmets, you know. I don't know yeah. if that was just from you know the factory or or if if those figures were just stored in or like this. It was weird. This, it came that way. Yeah. It came that way exactly. You know. Yeah, Dan. So, I'm sorry, Chris, but Dan, weren't weren't those coming off the cards yellow? Like. Yeah. 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 So that's just really cheap plastic that they were using for that particular production run. Yeah. Strange. Anyways, go ahead, Chris. So I, yeah, I guess that kind of you know wraps it up. I think what what it comes down to is that, you know, you know, they're, they're toys, right? I mean, they're, they're going to get older and mm-hmm. it just, uh, you know, going to get worse. And, you know, if something changes the color, I, I think that's pretty much to be expected, you know, 
and some figures just age better than others, and yeah, I think that's. And uh, Ryan, um, anything notice? Anything of note that that you've noticed with your collection? Definitely, I'm actually looking at a pair of vintage biker scouts right now, and mm. one has his chest piece is almost completely yellow, and the other one is just fine. But there's also some of them that get that kind of little sticky residue on them. I think we've all kind of felt that. Um, And, of course, I I know we've talked about foam and that stuff before, but I recently pulled out my Chewbacca bandolier, the little action figure holder thing. Uh And the foam that was in that to hold the figures in place is just this sticky goo mess. It's so (laughs) awful. I I mean, it's Well, you're you're talking about 35-year-old foam. (laughs) I know, I know, I know. It's just so bad. I'm wondering how my pieces are. You know, most most of us that are older than 35 years old have also kind of deteriorated into (laughs) sticky goo. I mean, I I have the the micro collection Death Star playset and the foam for that on mine is still in perfect shape. Looks great, but yeah, that that Chewbacca bandolier is just awful, and I still haven't gone through and cleaned it out. And like some of the pieces dropped on the carpet and got rubbed into the carpet is just <laughs> and like you guys were talking, I've noticed the the Comtech figure, specifically the Comtech R two D two, has the 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 bubbles been yellowing on it. Um, yeah. I have a, like I said, the full carded set um, going, and it's, everything else looks fine. Nice, clear bubbles. They all look good, but that Comtech R2 has a yellow bubble. It's really strange. Yeah, mine's yellow. Like I said, mine's yellow, too, and I think I paid a premium for that one because I couldn't find it at retail. So It was a hard one to get until yeah. Toys R Us happened for two bucks a piece. But. Yeah. <laughs> That's where they all went. Damn. It was a while before they uh, got the great sale of 2000. <laughs> I bought a lot of stuff then. Yes. Dan, uh don't know how often you get to look at your collection, but uh, have you noticed anything of note uh, that you? How are your? How is your collection holding up? <laughs> well, again, it's mostly loose, so I I do have the boxes. It, it, it's strange because I fold them flat, and then I basically stick the smaller boxes in the bigger boxes. So whatever the biggest box is happens to probably have like you know twenty or thirty other boxes inside of it. I don't know why I keep these things. Honestly, I never look at them. I never photograph them. I'm like, they're just eh, somewhere in a closet or in a garage or in another box somewhere else. You know, I agree, um, but, Dan. I, when, when I moved recently, I actually threw out a lot of boxes because I looked at them like, they beat up. I'm like, why do I still have this? And I would just uh-huh. toss the box. The, the bubbles I throw out, I mean, there's no, yeah. there's no need to keep those. But uh, I have noticed, uh, I was looking for some of the uh, Episode 1 figures recently, and I have noticed that some of the rubber parts of, like, the Naboo fighter, and uh, remember the Feed playset had some little plastic yes. railings? That, yeah. Uh, those but... are warped and bent beyond belief. I still have the piece. Technically, it's, you know, complete, but it's in sad shape. Um, I have a few of those things that have warped like that just from storage. Generally, if you take a hairdryer to it, you can get it to straighten out. Oh, good. I tried straight. yeah, the Feed playset, Dan, I had the same thing with mine, and I tried to straighten it out. Uh, maybe I didn't use the proper method, but the railing just started breaking. So Ooh. I just pulled it all off. It looks cheap from the beginning anyway, so I just kind of got rid of my railing on my feet playset. I mean, in, in recent years, I've mostly just been focusing on, on the action figures more than anything else. There's mm. Except for this year, there's been so many of them, uh, and the vehicles tend to be re-releases or repacks of ones that they've done before. Uh, in fact, well, just the other day, I was in Toys R Us, and I saw three new Star Wars vehicles, and they were the Slave One, Anakin's Jedi Star Fighter, Obi-Wan's Jedi Starfighter. Yes. Oh, great. I have these already. (laughs) And now they're smaller. So, oh, fantastic. Yeah. Um, But I did not get them because I... It's it's 
kind of a weird time because obviously I'm still going to collect this. I've been doing it for 40-some years practically. But uh, it, it's just not... At the moment, my passion is sort of not there mm. for action figures at, right now. And I'm not liking what I'm seeing. Hoping next week I might change my mind after we see some reveals. But uh, yeah, I kind of went off on a tangent there. Sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> no, no. That's, it's on topic, so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can totally relate to that, too. Totally. Yeah. But the other day, we were actually at Toys R Us, and we saw those three vehicles that you just mentioned as well. None of us picked it up. And I went back there a few days later, and they were still sitting there. And I know <laughs> that is a store where people hunt, and I know there are people there when... You know, when the doors open and they rush in and they just hunt for new stuff. And But, man, those things, they're still sitting there. And, you know, that's like the, the new product. I mean, that's one of the newest products that we've seen in, like, what, a year or something, you know? Right. Well, and, February, really, and, and, the last well, yeah. came out, yeah. Right. The, well, that's, I was just going to say, that's yeah, yeah. Slave oh. 1, the same one that's at Target right now for 14 bucks. Yeah. On clearance. Right. Just in a different box. Yeah. So, I don't know, it, it's... Uh, I don't really like the look of the Black Series design. I, I wish the vintage had continued, but, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, like I said, I'm still going to get them. And Which kind of answers your next question. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I want to go around and, uh, yeah. With a new movie coming out once a year, supposedly, starting in 2015, I'd like to know, have you guys been considering changing your collecting habits? Now, uh, Tom, I think, yes. I, think Chris no. brought, I, think, I think Chris brought this up before. This might be a good time for you to get back in. A fresh new start, a fresh new trilogy. Have you considered changing your collecting habits? Jason, I, I said yes because I was acknowledging your inquiry, but no, I'm not going to change anything with my collecting. Actually, I'm thinking about um, my girlfriend's within earshot. I'm thinking about uh, uh, thinking about uh, maybe uh, getting into some of the uh, Star Wars era playsets and vehicles. Mm-hmm. You know, before I was talking about Empire. Yeah, I, I think I'll hold off on that and maybe focus on uh, uh, some of these vehicles and playsets, which were all great back then. Yeah. So to answer your question, it doesn't. Yeah, it, it's changing, but it's definitely not. Uh, it's it's not changing because of the new movie coming out. But but yeah. what if you see this new movie and, and it like it totally reexcites everything <laughs> you love about Star Wars? <laughs> what if that happens, Tom? It is possible. We if, if we're still doing this podcast, then uh, we'll we'll talk about it then, Jason. We're, we're, we'll still be doing it. Okay. Well. <laughs> I'll, we'll be talking about it then. Okay, Chris, what what's uh, have you considered changing how you're collecting uh, starting in 2015 when the movies start coming out every year? Um, no, I you know I'm definitely focused on the figures, you know, um, so I'll be definitely uh, getting those. You know, one of the problems is definitely going to be like how much product are we going to get swamped with, right? Because uh, at some point it becomes a financial question, really, like how many figures can you buy if i think back to 2005 i mean the revenge of the sith series I mean, we just got swamped with stuff so yeah it really just depends on how, how hasbro is going to approach that and um you know how, i guess we'll just have to wait and see what it looks like but you know from where i'm sitting right now if you know if they're going to bring back the original cast you know i'm just going to be so pumped up about this movie that um i cannot see my collecting habits change at all okay just, I don't know if that answers your question, but yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. Ryan, have you uh, been considering with the new movies coming out soon, uh, changing any of your collecting habits? Well, you know, you saying that reminds me of something. What you know, you were talking earlier about when when we 
I moved into this place, and you were one of them helping me. Yeah. Um, I, I remember the words of Gus Lopez helping that day, and he said, uh, so uh, this apartment's going to be for all the stuff you have now, and you're going to rent the one next to you for all the stuff when Episode 7 comes out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and sometimes it like, feels like that. It, I want to, ch- I, I, I will say, I kind of want to change. I'm like, I don't want to buy everything. It's like, oh, my gosh. I, I was actually, in the last year, looking forward to maybe a finite amount of Star Wars figures and kind of, you know, saying, okay, it's done here, that sort of thing. But mm. I, I, I can't say that I, I'm not going to buy it because I know I'm going to. I'm going to buy the figures. I'm going to buy the vehicles. What I'm going to try and stay away from is buying multiples of the figures because right now I buy a lot of extras for dioramas and stuff like that. Mm. And I, I think I'm just going to go with one figure uh, of each one and one vehicle of each one and have a display of it, but I'm not going to try and do dioramas or anything like that. It's just going to be too much to keep that going. Do you think with with all the new figures and vehicles coming out that you'll cut back on other items like um, fighter pod type things and whatever else, you know, whatever else they put out? I actually cut back a lot of that stuff a while back. Uh, okay. I am down to most of that stuff that comes out. If there's a Darth Vader, I buy it. Mm-hmm. Um, beyond that, I, I I used to get buy all that stuff. And like even the fighter pods, I have like the entire first series. And then I started buying the second series, and I just wasn't as into it. I got tired of the stupid hologram ones. It's like, it's just the same thing. Just It's red or blue or whatever now. Yeah. And, uh, and so yeah. I, I really kind of started not doing that and really focusing on the action figures. So mm-hmm. um, unless I see something that's like, oh, wow, that's cool. I, I have to buy that. And, and like a one-off type of thing, yeah, I'd do that. But I'm not going to try and, and buy a whole lot of extra stuff in the new movies. Ryan, I think I'm going to be kind of with you where I plan on getting all the figures and all the vehicles, but no, I'm, I don't know. I, I mean, let's face it, when, when they come out, we're not going to see much original trilogy or prequel trilogy stuff really coming out. Right. It's going to be all the new right. movie stuff. So. Yeah. And Dan, I'll go to you. Uh, anything going to change for you when the new movies start coming out? Well, I, I already actually started buying just one of each, like, like you were just saying uh, earlier, because time, money, sm- you name it, it's 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 too much after a while, uh, and F, I don't army build really. I don't do displays. I just kind of wanted to have one of each figure if if it had a, a running change to it, or if there was something that was added to the, you know you know what I'm saying, how they do variants sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I'll get those, uh, but f- for the most part, I'm just focused on the figures, even. Some of the vehicles, like from 2010 and up, I haven't gotten all of them. And actually, waiting has helped in some cases because they eventually go on clearance or, like I mentioned, uh, the Naboo fighter earlier. So I was able to get a brand new one really cheap recently. So that worked out nicely. Um, But as far as the – oh, by the way, I wanted to mention, if you're going back to the old Star Wars vehicles, I highly recommend the Imperial Troop Transport. You will have fun with that one. Oh, yeah. I I had fun as a kid with that ship. As far as the the new movies coming out, I think you're right. We're not going to see a lot of original trilogy stuff because the focus is going to be a lot on on the new shows, much like we saw with the Clone Wars when that was starting a few years ago. The, the shit really happened in, in, in 2008 where that was obviously what Hasbro was focusing on. Now they're focusing on Angry Birds. I guess that's kind of it. Yeah, um, there's a whole dollar bin at Target ex- for Star Wars Angry Birds right now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, what I'm excited about, though, is a brand new Star Wars film with characters I I don't know. 
I mean, I, I've mentioned this on, on our show before. Do you, do you remember when we first saw the Mace Windu figure? We had absolutely no idea who Mace Windu was, what his yeah. story was all about. And, yeah. and you, that was the excitement of, of being a collector and being a Star Wars fan because you didn't know what was going on. Uh, now it's sort of like, you know, the movies are, well, until the new ones start. There's not much that you can make that either I don't already have or have multiples of. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, another Mace Windu? Eh. Uh, another Clone Trooper? Eh. You know, another Anakin, Padme, C-3PO, blah, blah, blah. Like, somebody new. That's why I really like the Expanded Universe line. However, you know, it doesn't sell very well because kids don't know who they are. Very well. All right. I think that's going to actually wrap up our show tonight. So, as usual, I'd like to thank everybody for uh, coming in on the call. Uh, Tom, thanks again for... Uh, joining the show thanks for having me and uh chris um thanks for having me man always fun talking about star wars collecting yeah and ryan absolutely thank you and anybody's gonna be at san diego if you want to try and find me unfortunately i didn't have time with everything going on for my family right now to to make up some buttons to hand out but uh you know if you want to say hi or whatever i'll be at the uh, star wars action news breakfast on friday and i'll be hitting the hasbro line on thursday so you know if you want to say hi come on go ahead cool we're uh I'm definitely looking forward to your updates. And yes, I'll be posting pictures to the Facebook page. It's going to be so good to have somebody from the show on the scene. And Dan, I'd really like to thank you for being our guest host tonight. It's an honor to have you on the show. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me on. And we'll have to uh, return the favor once all the convention season winds down. We all kind of relax and breathe a little. That would be great. Uh, I'm, I'm actually heading on vacation next week. Uh, no conventions for me, <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> Retirement's been kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then I'd like to just remind everyone listening, you can contact us at galaxyoftoys at gmail.com. We uh, love your comments and questions. Also, you can find us on facebook.com at facebook.com slash galaxyoftoys. You can listen to the podcast on Podbean, iTunes, and Stitcher Smart Radio. Just do a search for Galaxy of Toys. Again, my name is Jason, and I'd like to say good night, but not goodbye. Just one more round, friend, then a homeward bound, friend. Don't forget me in your dreams. Just one more song, friend, and then so long, friend. The nights get shorter, it seems. Just one more rhyme, friend. Yes, it's a crime, friend. But you know time, friend. Time can fly. So it's good night, friend. Good night, but not goodbye. Call, but You're going to include all this on the show, right? Because this is no. great stuff. Well, what? you never know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of it. It just depends. <laughs> it depends. It just depends. D- Dan, d- feel free to rapid fire just really crappy bad jokes. And, yeah. you know, some of them will make it, some of them won't. So. Yeah, I pick and choose what, what jokes stay on the show. Do you like uh, outtakes at the end? You know, we very rarely. <laughs> <laughs>